0: AM Inspirations
1: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to AM Inspirations with myself, Muhammad Zaid Kasim at this early hour of 5.47am. Wherever you are, on your way to work or on your way home, inshallah, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep you safe on the roads. Continuing with our show this morning, we are in the month of August, Women's Month, And uh, keeping that in mind, we bring you a debut series and that is titled Know Your Worth and that is presented by an American podcaster, Amsal Rahim. And uh, inshallah, you can let us know what you think about this feature as well as the interview by sending us an SMS on 47913. And as I've mentioned earlier in the show... Uh, you can. The lines will be open a bit later on 021-442-3530 for your uh, feedback, inshallah. So do take a listen to our new series titled, Know Your Worth.
2: Assalamu alaikum, beautiful Cape Town, and heartiest salams to all of you wherever you're tuning in from. I hope that your day started on a very happy note, and if not, hopefully this show is going to cheer you up, Inshallah. I warmly welcome you to AM Inspirations on Voice of the Cape radio station, South Africa. You're tuning into Know Your Worth with me, your host, Amsal Rahim. This special segment is designed to explore the lives of unique, dynamic, and brilliant Muslim women to enlighten and inspire you. As we all know, it's Women's Month. Hence, this show is all about celebrating our wonderful Muslim women today. I am incredibly honored to have Sister Gwal Makai Saleh on the show, Alhamdulillah. Sister Gwil Makai is a teacher, a writer, a mentor, and community leader based in um, Pennsylvania, United States. And so, without further ado, let's welcome her on the show.
0: Assalamu alaikum, sister. Wa alaikum, assalam. Thank you for having me on your show.
2: You're most welcome, sister. How are you doing today?
0: Alhamdulillah, great. And you?
2: I'm doing wonderfully well. The weather is amazing here at my end. And how is it at your end? How's the day today? Is it hot? What's it like?
0: it's it's good and manageable
2: Manageable. alhamdulillah all right so sister gomakai for those tuning in who aren't familiar with you would you like to talk a little bit about yourself and your background and the work you do
0: okay sure um i'm originally from afghanistan but i was born and raised in the united states of america which gave me the opportunity to learn and uh, educate myself alhamdulillah and you know with so much going on i i like to learn and i also like to help others with my knowledge um i'm a teacher and i'm also a student i i study on islamic online university um i like to inspire and motivate the young children uh, because i believe they're the torch barrier of the future and um, raising them well and inspiring them to do good is, uh, you know, what what, what I want to accomplish in my life, and I hope I do that. Mm-hmm.
2: We need more people with similar inspirations, Subhanallah. So you talked about how you want to inspire young children. How exactly are you going about doing that?
0: Well, I, I do give to- talks, and you know, there's a blog I have, Youth Under the Shade, um, YouTube videos. You know, I try to connect. To- to them where they are you know on the social media Um, and so I also like you know start writing books Um, so I've done a few things that I try my best to connect to them go where they are and try to inspire them with whatever knowledge I have and motivate them to do something for themselves and for the community. Mm
2: Mm-hmm as a means of encouragement for them to follow their own dreams. So um, tell me something, Sister Guamakai. Uh, These young children that you're referring to, that you address and give talks to, what is the age group that you deal with? Uh,
0: Usually, uh, I've I've taught all ages, uh, um, but mostly it's between the age of uh, eight to like 18, uh, in between those ages.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay, so you don't obviously address all of them together, right? This is just the age bracket that you deal with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about what are the topics that you cover and what, from your observation as a teacher and as a leader, as a mentor of these kids, what do you feel are the topics that need to be addressed with these uh, young kids and adolescents?
0: One thing I focus is uh, focus on are their emotions. Some children they don't know how to manage their emotions, and if they don't understand their emotions, they might make wrong decisions in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've I've done emotional intelligence. Uh, I've uh, taught a class on that. Uh, also, you know, a lot of people want to become uh, heroes and do for, a lot for the community, but they forget. To improve their own selves or help their family so I've done uh, talks on that too where you know you start with yourself and how do you improve yourself first then how do you help your family you know the family is always neglected during these times that you know we, either it's you know ourselves or it's other people but the family is something putting the back burner these days so but I'm trying to make the kids realize that, you know, helping your family is a community job too. You know, you don't want to leave your family to someone else to take care of when you're there.
2: Mm-hmm. That's really amazing because um, when you're growing up and you have role models like yourself, it really does leave a very lasting imprint on a person's life, you know. Um, so tell me a little bit about how exactly you'll go about dealing with these children. Uh, do you give... Do you have like a one-to-one relationship with them do you also do counseling
0: I've done some counseling with some children um like besides the talks I give um uh, I've started doing workshops based on my books um my latest book which is not out in print yet yeah, princess diversity and um, yeah, the go- with the golden rule and both of my books are based on the golden rule which is to treat people as you want to be treated so I give talks based on, the, uh, I'm starting, I have started work- workshops based on these two books. And the main goal is to teach a child how to treat people. And that, you know, you treat them the way you want to be treated. So that's my main goal. And uh, I don't believe it's also only the children we need to help. I think it's a package of helping the parents too. So the other thing I do is called Circle of Parents, where I um, have monthly meetings uh, with parents, and we sit in a circle and discuss. Different topics on how to deal with our children, how to raise them, what issues we have. Just like you know, these times are hard for the children. They're going through so much, and there's so much out there now. Like the fitna is so much for them. Just for the parents, it's hard for them. It's like you know, like in this in these ten years, so many things happen, and the parents they don't know how to manage, how to cope with all these different technologies, different issues arising. So as a parent myself, you know, it's a struggle, but we need that community help and support to help each other and give that advice. So, I don't believe it's just the children we need to focus on, it's also the parents.
2: I agree. And one can absolutely not stress enough about the you know, importance of fostering a healthy relationship between a child and a parent. I feel like most of the issues that you'd go through stem from not having a very good, stable relationship with their parents. Because when you know you have parents you can trust and go to and you take them as your friends, you can just go and share anything that you're going through with them. And that could help one, you know. Channelize a problem better. So, um, what do you think is one of the biggest hindrances in a healthy child and parent relationship since you're dealing with both ends, you know, both spectrums?
0: Um, I believe it's uh, a couple of things, but one thing is um, in today's age, we don't, you know, the saying goes, it takes a village to raise a child, where a lot of the Muslims come from, you know, we live in a community. Uh, uh, not individual life and we have that community to help us raise our child but when you come to the west it's different here you're on your own as a mother as a father some parents are single parents and they're struggling to pay bills you know here living in the west and compared to living in the east is different um you know, there you could live simple life. Here you can't. You have to struggle. You have to pay bills. You have to give things to your child that your child would not request when they're living in the East. So um, one thing that one is that we don't have that community. We don't have that community to help us raise our children. We don't have our grandparents. We don't have our aunts, our uncles, our cousins, even our neighbors. We don't have that community support. Um, the other thing is... Uh, like in like I said in the past ten, fifteen years so so much happened that the parents they don't know how to how to absorb everything and how to understand it. Like for example, my son, when he was um, fifteen, you know, the phone just came in and and, you know, he was asking for it. He said, Oh, I need it for my uh, for important reason and, you know, me this is the first time my my oldest son, you know, I don't know, should I get him a phone? Should I not get him a phone? I don't know the pros and cons of it. So, you know, as a parent, we, you know, like all these things are coming in. We, we it's, you know, we're going through the experiment phase and we don't know how to deal with it. Um, hopefully it gets better. And You know, so many changes don't happen for us parents to, you know, to deal with these, all these issues. Yes, uh, the best thing to do is that we need to communicate with our child and set set the best example for our children, because they see more than what they hear. Like with my parents, they didn't talk to me a lot, but their action really impacted me. You know, my father' activism and uh, he was uh, against war, so he was he would take me to protests when because I'm from Afghanistan, so Russia would there's a war between Russia and Afghanistan, he would take me there and he would rally for peace and, you know, yeah, so to stop that. And, you know, he didn't tell me, but it affected me in some way. And my mom, too, she was always out there helping uh, her family, her neighbors. You know, when they were sick, she would always go there. So, like, she wouldn't instruct me to go, you know, take care of the elders or do this or that. But her action impacted Mm
2: me. Yeah. Yeah. And the most beautiful thing is that they exhibited those qualities, they demonstrated for you, you know. Um, And as the saying goes, you know, actions speak louder than words, it's true. Uh, So you know how people say that you cannot help other people and empower other people until unless you're able to effectively help yourself so um all this work that you're doing right now trying to help kids and trying to help parents and all this community work how did it all start when did you realize that you know what i need to empower young kids i need to you know empower parents and how to deal with their kids how did all of this start
0: well um i myself am a. um a, a- I always have my own way of thinking, always my way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Even as a child, um, that's, that comes from me being an introvert. I like yeah. to do things my way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Every time, you know, I, I always, want, I uh, as a child, I was uh, affected a lot because I was bullied in school and I would see other kids uh, being bullied too. And, uh, you know, I saw there was no one really standing up for me, not even my teachers. So, you know, when I grew up, I became a teacher, you know, I, 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 I remember what was happening to me as a child. And I said, no, I can't do this to my students. I can't do this to the community. I have, to, if there's a need and am I able to provide, I I should do it. I, I should give what I can, but at the same time, balance my own life, my personal life and not forget my own kids. You know, most of the times we become heroes to the world, but we become we we neglect our own children, and in that way, our children becomes those p- type of people that you know the the world don't want. So I, you know me, I I want to do more, but I know there's mess where I need to make sure it's stable and not go, and uh, not destroy the balance of my fat personal life and uh, don't giving to the community.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: that's beautiful and I especially love how you you know took something negative a negative experience and channelized it in, me- in a meaningful and productive way by you know becoming a teacher yourself much So everything that you endured when you were younger actually happened for the best because if it hadn't been for that you wouldn't you know be benefiting people today the way you are today so um let's talk a little bit about your book now princess diversity such a unique name very interesting so uh, what is princess diversity all about
0: the person's diversity started because uh, of, of, of everything that's going on, you know, the hate, the race and racism, the wars, the killings. So, you know, every time you turn on a channel, you, you see this hate brewing, mm-hmm. And I know changing adults' mindset is hard. So I was like, you know, I was thinking about what he, to help the children. I said, yeah. you know, they're young, they're pure, their minds are all, you know, they're innocent. You know, if we nurture that love, for humanity in them at a young age and you'll see the next generation they'll grow up loving humanity you know there'll be be less wars less conflicts less hate going on so you know with princess diversity um, the idea came through me seeing a picture of aborigines from Australia which they had blonde hair and uh, dark skin and you know if you just look at it you could tell that you know humanity we 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 all come from one family one one parents and it's just that over time we we spread out through the world and uh, we accustomed to whatever country we lived and and we changed but still we we are the same people you know we still have love and affection we have families we we do the same thing um i don't know why people continue to hate in our times i mean so much we're so much advanced in life, and people still want to hate and kill and do injustice it's sad, so that inspired me to you know do something for the youth. I said the young people they could um through this book start loving and appreciating humanity
2: Mhm I think that's amazing, a very effective way of combating hate and division, you know um Wonderful. So, uh, Sister Abbaa let's talk a little bit about your inspirations and your role models. Who is it that you look up to?
0: Well, of course, uh, our beloved Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa If you see his life, you know, you know, we always say that, you know, the Prophet, sallallahu he went through so much and his struggles and, you know, he, if... We, we look at him in today's world, a child in today's world, we'll say he'll be the most corrupt child because he went through so much, so much hardship during his childhood. But actually, you know, he became such a positive and motivated, motivated person when he became an adult. Those, those struggles during his childhood brought him up to be such a great man. And, you know, when I look at him, I say, he's the man, he's the one I need to follow because, you know, I went through struggles, he went through struggles, he became someone good, I want to do the same thing. And I inspire the children too, you know, yes, you might have a broken family. You might have, um, your father might not be there, your mom might not be there. Something might be wrong in the family. Uh, but look at the Prophet, wa Look how he lived. He didn't have no parents. You know, he grew up poor. He, he he went through a lot. So why can't we learn that from him and see how he became a great leader for the community, for the, for the world? SubhanAllah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, I think that's very thought-provoking because... Any time a struggle befalls us, we tend to become very embittered, very cynical, and we become resentful just about life in general. But if we took inspiration from the life of Ursula, we'd definitely be a lot more positive, a lot more optimistic about, you know, how we look at the world in our personal situation. So it's been wonderful talking to you, Sister Gomakai just as we're nearing the end of this show. Um, as I mentioned before, it's Women's uh, Month in South Africa on our, on our radio station. Do you have any words of wisdom that you'd like to impart to the sisters listening?
0: Sure. Um, we all have uh, skills and talents that Allah has blessed with, us with. And, you know, a lot of people, it's sad that they have the skill sets and they will not use it. But it's, you know, that's a gift Allah has given you. And as Muslims, we need to share that gift to to the best of our ability. You know, if we have that skill set, why not give it to, to the community and offer it to, to others who, you know, it will make a big difference in people's lives. Um, it's sad, like I said, when people do have a skill set and they just neglect it and uh, not do anything with it. Uh, Hopefully, you know, if the the woman out there could balance their life and do whatever they can for the benefit of of the world and benefit of humanity, you know, a lot of things will happen because it's the woman who, you know, she's the mother of, of the future generation and she can make that difference.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And I just want to end this note that, you know, as women, we become very complacent. We become, you know, content with whatever little it is that we're doing, especially after women get married and have kids. They say, oh, there isn't much I could do. But I guess this is just a plea to the women listening, inshallah, that make use of your skill set because you're unique and Allah has gifted you with a talent that perhaps you know, others haven't been given. So, inshallah, you know, maximize your time and maximize your talent and inshallah, plow it in meaningful endeavors, inshallah. So, Jazakullah Khayyam, Sister Gwamakai, it's been wonderful speaking to you on this show and I hope everybody who listened benefited, inshallah. Thank you so much for k- coming on.
0: Thank you for having me, <laughs> Jazakullah <laughs> As-salamu Alaikum. Wa Alaikum wa rahmatullah.
1: That was Amzal Rahim with the series titled Know Your Worth, a series inspired to lift your spirits aimed at women across the world and will uh, in turn give you the belief that in whichever situation you find yourself, you are destined for better, inshallah.